Hey you guys, welcome to 20 Days in Abroad podcast. Today is the host Carolina and I'm here today with Asma. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, um, um, I'm Asma and um, I'm originally from Tunisia. I'm having this call right now from Munich, Germany. <laughs> That's great. I'm really excited to hear the whole story, how the data came. Why don't you tell a little bit about your background first? Um, well, background. Um, so um, I grew up in Tunisia. Um, I did um, bilingual schooling there, meaning I had school in French and Arabic. Um, yeah, I played tennis growing up. <laughs> um, was very much into competitive debating. Um, and um, yeah, and then at the age of 15, I, that was the first time I ever moved abroad. And that's how the story, I think, started. Oh, yes. I remember that was the IFS uh, program or something like that. Yes, yes, um, exactly. Um, and it was an IFS, Intercultural Programs, um, um, scholarship that I got. And um, I went to live in Switzerland. Um and that's where actually I met two wonderful um, Latvian uh, friends that uh, they ended up being my best friends afterwards. Um, and I visit them in Riga. Yeah, and that's how I know you. Yes, that's well. exactly. And we met in Munich, not in Latvia, not in Switzerland. That's also another story, I think. But where exactly did you live in Switzerland? I lived in St. Gallen, which is at the board, which is the canton that is on the border with Austria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. And how was that experience? How did you move? What did you, what were you doing there? What was the main goal from it? Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was saying, I was in, um, as a as as a kid, I was really much in, uh, in involved in debating and in a lot of activities outside of school. And um, I just bumped across um, this Apple this program uh, where they send students across the world to yeah to engage with other cultures and um, and I applied. I remember my English was not that good at the time. Uh, Again, I was pretty much French school, so English was not a language that I um, used in my everyday life. But I applied, the application was in English, and I got an interview, and I got accepted, and the program was, uh, I got a full scholarship, meaning I went there, uh, I would get um, pocket money, and I would go to um, Swiss school, and, and pretty much live the life of a teenager there. <laughs> That's the best location to live the life of the teenager or any kind of period of the life. <laughs> Did you manage yeah. to learn uh, German and Swiss German? Because th- those are two different topics. Yes. So, um, so uh, in the beginning, I didn't know anything about German. I knew that I wanted, because I, I, I was asked if I wanted to go to the French-speaking part of Switzerland or the German-speaking part. And I remember... Uh, saying that I wanted a challenge, that I wanted to learn a new language and that it doesn't make sense to go to a French-speaking part so I wouldn't learn anything, um, not anything, but I wouldn't learn a language, an extra language. So that was one of my goals, to learn German there. The only word I knew moving there was um, 
Belektobrot, which means a sandwich, but it's a word that nobody uses. I've never heard someone say it, but of course it is a German word. Because <laughs> um, usually people say sandwich, they wouldn't say Belektobrot, but that was the first word I learned using Rosetta Stone. I remember the program gave us this uh, learning uh, language app and that was the first, that was the only word I knew. And then I did some courses there and I tried to learn by myself. I mean, I did get to a point where my German was not that bad, but I think the Swiss German is very difficult. So, oh, um, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, you also lived in Switzerland, so, yeah. you, so you would know. But uh, uh, because you are studying clearly in high German, but whenever you have breaks at school, everyone speaks to each other in Swiss German. Yeah, so I think in class, all teachers would use standard German. So it was, of course, a bit difficult in the beginning since I didn't speak anything. But at some point, you get hold of it, especially like math and physics, if you don't need a lot of uh, complicated words to understand them. Uh, but yeah, with friends, it was difficult because everybody would, would rather speak with German. And it is very, very d different to understand. And um, yeah, it was complicated. But I think at, at some point, you also start to um to get hold of it i would say i think by time anything gets better what was the best memory about living in switzerland in your teenage years ah oh, this is a good question the best moment i think i think i would i would say best moments when um when i was meeting a lot of people i mean i the, I think one of, one of my things that um, I got to experience in Switzerland that I probably didn't have in Tunisia was this international awakening where I would be going to, um, to parties, going to meet people. I met people from all sides of the world um, because, because they, were, they were also part of the same pro IFS program. Um, so I think the moments that I spent with these people talking about food talking about music talking like the times i spent with elsa and patricia which are the two um friends of mine from latvia was were super super lovely and i think the people that i got to meet there and go out with would be my best moments in switzerland and the best part i remember you telling me the story the patricia patricia or friend she actually brought you to Riga and actually took you to a festival during that time, which for me, it's amazing. Like you visited country in two weeks and you experienced everything. I remember, I forgot <laughs> about that, but now I, I, I was in Positivos, I think. Yes. Yes, I forgot about that. How yes. could you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, no, it was, it was lovely, but I, I forgot that I went to that festival because I was... Um, before before getting into this call, I was thinking about um, yeah the places I've been, and I was like, yeah, I've been I've been to Riga and I've been to the countryside of both Elsa and Patricia, and I forgot about Positivos. Yes, it was super amazing. We were camping. It was pretty much a festival full of Latvians, and it was such a wonderful experience to have. The music was super good. And yeah, I mean, amazing. I I'm totally really forgot about that. I'm really happy Patricia did bring you there. 
because it's so important when you go abroad you meet locals and go to their countries experience their culture to the fullest and you didn't fail you really understood the assignment of doing this <laughs> yes I, re I, I remember I also um, I think as I'm, I'm, I'm curly haired and then I, I, whenever I go to a bit of um, north of Europe it is pretty much rare to see a curly haired person I remember in the, in the festival everyone was like can I touch your hair can I oh. touch your hair <laughs> and, and, and this is something that, 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 that didn't happen to me before but it was an, it was it was coming from a place of curiosity, of course. It was not meant to be. Of course route. no, but it's just funny because now nowadays with COVID, no one would ever be like, oh, <laughs> can I do this? Yeah. It was back in the days, back in the good old days. But tell me, how is the, once you left Switzerland, you came back to Tunisia or what, what was your road afterwards? Mm -hmm. So yes, I came back to Tunisia. Um, I was... Uh, yeah, I was in between Tunisia and France because my dad lives in France. Um, and then, um, and then yeah, afterwards I started university and then decided to um, pretty much um, move to, to Germany. Well, actually, before that, I was, I was yeah, before that, I, was, I, was, I also lived in Lebanon in between. And then I decided to, to, to move to Germany. And how did you decide that? Because you already spoke German or what, what took you there? So I was in the beginning a bit unsure about what, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to study and everything. I knew that I w wouldn't want to live in, in Switzerland or in Tunisia or in France. I was like, these are places that I know that I'm comfortable with and I wanted a challenge. Um, uh, so I applied to to different countries um i applied to germany i also applied actually to fafl which is in lausanne switzerland and um i applied to lebanon as well to canada australia i applied to a couple of places and and then i thought i got accepted to a couple some of them i got scholarships some of them i didn't and um and i remember yeah making the decision that it would be the best place uh, like germany would be the, the right choice for me at that time, because yes, of course, I would be using the language that I learned before. There's good universities, good quality of life, and and that's how I decided. And how was your German level by then? Were you already fluent or just enough comfortable to speak? Mm, I think by the time I moved to Germany, I was pretty comfortable speaking German because I also throughout the years took classes and and. Um, I would also read some books, watch some TV in German. So I was comfortable speaking, maybe not comfortable to have political debates in German, <laughs> but, but definitely comfortable enough to speak and understand everyone around me. That's impressive. How many languages do we speak? Um, this, is a, this is a question that always comes up whenever I meet people. Um, I mean, my, my mother tongue would be uh, Arabic. Um, and um, as I said, I was French schooled. So French as well. English, uh, I learned as everybody else. And, um, and yeah, German uh, is the, it's the language now. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. And you're so young. You really speak, I would say, fluently four languages. Um, yes, uh, yeah, 
yeah it's uh it's 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 also i think it's the, the thing i like the most about uh um the languages i speak are how useful they are so now i've, I've also taken some um some classes in spanish in at uni and i think useful languages are very important mm -hmm. and like especially with with uh, arabic french english of course but but also german maybe not as much not a lot of countries speak german but still uh, i think the how useful these languages are is what makes me happy and be like oh i can travel places and still get to understand people and get people to understand me i couldn't agree more i really still i'm very impressed by this but how is um you moved to berlin as i remember is it correct yes um so yeah i moved to berlin i was there for some for for some time i did also a couple of uh, language classes i was still also studying um, because i changed majors so i was studying at the beginning business administration so i was also still taking my classes in business and doing some german classes i was doing c1 um and um and yeah i did a lot of dancing there i took a lot of salsa and bachata dancing that's um, nice <laughs> yes and uh, how was the studies? Can you explain a little bit about your university that you chose? Mm -hmm. So um, I applied to only two universities in Germany. I applied to the Technical University of Berlin and the Technical University of Munich. Um, and then I decided to go with the Technical University of Munich. And that's why I now moved, um, not now, but a year ago, I moved to Munich. Um, so um yeah the the reason why is that TU Munich is a pretty um famous international uh, university that has um very good ranking in the world uh, very good classes in in what i do um and the community is pretty active munich is a city where where there's a pretty lively startup ecosystem i mean there was a lot of um factors that played into me moving here and yeah that's really nice and are you enjoying it i mean this is a good question i think i think i moved to munich um in the i think the last november beginning of last november and that was the first the first day i arrived here was the first day of, of lockdown where all restaurants closed oh no <laughs> Yes. So, um, so for, for some time I left, um, I, I left, I went back to, um, Lebanon for a couple of months and then I went uh, back to Tunisia and then I, I went back here. So for the first six months, I didn't live in Munich that much because I didn't know anyone and university was shut down, locked down. You know it all. I know it all. Uh, <laughs> yes, and and then I came back in uh, end of spring, um, and yeah, I think in in, in summer I was also um, not very much here. I was yes, I was here physically, but I was mainly studying for my exams. And then after my exams, I was like, I need to to be out, and I started traveling a bit and. For summer and then now I'm back new semester and I'm back <laughs> is it the second year or is it the third year for you it is the second year second year okay and how is it like the whole university process because you have been in so many places and it's I, I would say 
at least when I met you, it's not easy, not not called not easy. I want to say not difficult for you to speak to people because you have been to already so many places. You adapted to you. You're very adaptive and flexible to others. But how was it to return back from the whole COVID when you didn't see anyone in Munich, and now you come? Is it a bit different? Can you? and go for it or how is it i think yeah i think it's definitely different i think moving to a new place during covid is definitely very different from moving to a place if covid didn't didn't exist at all i think it makes it a lot more complicated so um people who know each other would stay with the people they know because they wouldn't want to get infected everything was shut down and it's pretty intimate to invite people to your place so it so it's it's much more chill to go out to a restaurant and if restaurants are closed cafes are closed then it is actually really hard to meet people there's also legal restrictions where curfews for example happened in munich where after i believe nine or eight you were not allowed to be out uh, and there's also the num- the limited number of people that could be from different household and in, in one place in time so i think all of these put a lot of pressure on somebody's social life especially if a person is moving to a new place and that I definitely experienced I didn't experience it that much because I told you I left to avoid that uh, but definitely at, at some point uh, I experienced it like now today is actually the first day in Munich Germany where um, all bars and, and uh, nightclubs closed but restaurants have a curfew till 10 p.m so I think it's also coming back to the same <laughs> storyline of um of things closing down but i think it's it's you just have to give it time i think whatever you're traveling Mm -hmm. it's just giving it time and um and being patient with with how uh, fast you meet people how fast you develop uh, uh relationships because if you have too many expectations you're going to be disappointed so just take it day by day by day and see what happens couldn't agree more and my best uh, quote that I live by nearly every day is hoping for the best expect the worst that really helps that really helps you just always hope that it will turn out great but you expect I don't know when I came here in Austria literally in countryside I expected that I will be bored I'll have the not uh, enough friends or nothing to do because I live in the middle of nowhere, literally. And so far, this has been like the time of my life. <laughs> the main part, I would say, one of the highlights of my life so far. So Aww. you never know. And it's also like you are very busy at the moment, as I re- recall, because we were trying to put this call for a while. And uh, <laughs> today you had like so many calls. So it's also important to keep yourself busy during these times. Yes, exactly. I think being busy helps a lot because I can't even imagine not having anything to do and uh, at not not having any work to be done and then also not being able to go out. I think that's the worst case scenario. So being busy, I have a lot of university, I'm working on the side. Uh, so I pretty much don't have time for social life, even if I, <laughs> even if I want to. Exactly. So especially now when you you have all these curfews coming up and all that, it's very important to keep yourself busy. I just couldn't stress this enough, I think. (laughs) But where do you work at the moment? Are you working part time somewhere on the side from university? Yes. um, 
I'm 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 working with this student consultancy group, and we work with startups and NGOs, and we uh, help them develop strategies on fundraising, on impact measurement, on it's different projects, and every uh, every time I start a new project with them with a different um, uh, company or NGO. It sounds interesting. Are you enjoying it? Yes, a lot, honestly. I'm also learning a lot uh, from it. We have really good mentors. Um, we, we also take courses, especially uh, according, accordingly uh, to, according to the project, we take different courses. I was taking a course in process mining, which is something um, um, that I could explain, but I, I think it, would, it wouldn't uh, <laughs> make sense for me to do it. But yeah, so I recently did, did this course with them and it was very interesting. And now I'm implementing it in, um, in one uh, NGO uh, called Caritas in, um, in Germany. Nice, really nice. Just to ask you a question, going back in time when you were about to move to Switzerland, if you would have talked now with the asthma that is today here and asthma back before moving to Switzerland, what would be your biggest advice to give or any advices which you give out? Um, I think that's, that's, oh, that's a really good question. And <laughs> um, I think, I think one, one advice that I would give to my 15 self is to be confident to um to acknowledge your background to um look at the world from your lenses but um but still be flexible to tweak it mm -hmm. if that makes any sense it does make I, sense <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i think i think um I think for, like, what, what, what I mean by being confident and, uh, and acknowledging my background is that for a very long time, there was a lot of things that I did not appreciate about, about, um, about myself, about my, my, my culture and everything. And, and I think the way that changed was mainly when I, when I lived in Lebanon. And it was kind of a place for me where I thought it was different from Tunisia, so I could still criticize it. Uh, and um, and in another sense, I felt some kind of connections between both countries. They they're both uh, um, Arab countries and have very a lot of similarities. But I I kind of took myself out of of the um, of the room I was in, meaning the room being Tunisia, then I I looked at it from the outside, mm -hmm. um, and 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 that and that that's that's when I started appreciating a lot of things um, um, about myself and about my culture. And I think at at fifteen I didn't have that. I was very unsure of of who I was and uh, and what do I want to be and and where I was standing, even when talking to people, and especially when talking to people that are different from me. Mm -hmm. I think it's very important. I couldn't agree more because I'm coming from a mixed background. And for me, it was a very long time to accept myself, I would say, even in my own country. 
And when I start moving abroad, I start realizing that how many people are different from so many backgrounds, so many cultures, so many religions, that it became easier to understand that it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. okay to appreciate the way you are. 100%. I couldn't put it in better words. <laughs> yeah. And just like from, in, you have lived in like four or five countries? Um, um, yeah, five countries now. Yes. Five countries. That's impressive. So, and just like, what was your best takeaway from moving from one place to another, taking all experience that everything, whatever comes in your mind, what was the best takeaway from this? Um, I think my takeaway from being in different places, I believe that I lived in quite different places. Um, I mean, they're still geographically pretty close to one another, like North um, Africa, Europe, they're pretty much Middle East. They're very close to one another geographically, but I think culturally they are very different. And um, and I think one thing I got from living in these different places is um, to to live the moment, to live the experience, and that comparing too much would never yield to the best outcome. Um, so, for example, you hear a lot of people in Germany complaining about the food, mm-hmm. and yeah, and probably also in, in in Austria. I'm not sure. But you hear a lot of people complaining about the food. And, and yes, I see where they're coming from. Um, the Probably Italian food is better than German food. Um, that might be true for some people. But I think the thing I learned is that wherever you are, try and live that life. So if you're in, in Switzerland, go hiking. If you're in Italy, just eat all the food. If you're in, <laughs> you know, if, if you're in, in France, just drink all the wine. Just, just live the experience that, you, that, that that place is offering you. And don't try to create something that would be incompatible with the surroundings and with the environment. I think this is very beautiful what you just said. I couldn't agree more. You have to step out of your comfort zones. You have to go and try. And that's what I said also about you before when you went to Latvia and you had like full experience in just two weeks, which a lot of people, they would come to Riga, party for a weekend, do some sightseeing and leave. But you had like proper experience. You even went to a festival where everyone touched your hair. I think I think yes. I think one of the now that you were talking about uh, uh, Latvia, I thought about one of the best experiences in my life happened actually in Latvia when I was uh, so yeah you know yeah Patricia so Patricia took me to her family's countryside and they have this um, very beautiful sauna and then the the the, the, the their uh, family's place is. Uh, looking to a beautiful lake so what we did one night was just go to the sauna and then I got hit by these plants I, I think it's something that you do in Latvia that I, oh I my been... by a bush yes <laughs> <laughs> I was hit by that and then we would uh, it was, was quite cool I, I believe it was 
autumn or something and then we would go really fast down the stairs jump in the lake and then go back to the sauna get hit by the branches oh <laughs> and my that was God. one of the best experiences I had in Latvia did it come by shock to you when someone just took a piece of bush and just hit you it came as a shock but I'll tell you I think one of the one of the things that Patricia and Elsa blessed me with are is to be comfortable in these situations because they are very much uh, body conscious and they are very much do it and it doesn't matter be naked here do this and this. <laughs> be naked here. So, I think yeah I I thought it was weird but I trusted them and I <laughs> and I it I it turned out to be a really good experience that I still tell whenever somebody asks me yeah what is something very weird that happened to you traveling I was like I got hit by branches <laughs> yeah but this is like proper Latvian tradition and I'm so happy you met uh, Patricia because she's coming from a proper Latvian family with a really strong Latvian traditions as I recall and then you really got to experience it because you would never experience these things with me because I'm coming from a mixed family but we're still from the same city So yeah. I'm very happy you got to experience the proper Latvian culture. And uh, Patricia is amazing. I mean, if she did this to a complete, I don't know, not Latvian person inviting to country. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's amazing. She did is. you have her on this on this podcast? She's going to be, she's going to be, I am uh, looking forward to traveling to Belfast where she's at the moment. Mm-hmm. and then probably we'll get it to her but just a question is there anything you regret not doing while you have lived in any of the place you have lived before do I have regrets um, I think I think we've, I think you could you could you could look I think this is a very probably like a pretty lame way of looking at it but I think whenever you're traveling it's just an, 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 an experience and it's just a journey where you do things right you do things wrong and then you learn from them so I would say there's not one thing that I that that I regret um it's just learning it's just sometimes you go some some places and you're like oh I could have done this differently to I could have done this to meet more people I could have done this uh, I could have tried this food I could have done more of the sport because now like I, I one of the things that I could have done more for example in Switzerland was do some more winter sports and and is it a regret I wouldn't say it's a regret but it's definitely something that I that I learned afterwards and I would be like yeah if I ever find myself in a place that close to mountains I would go every day mm-hmm. <laughs> skiing you know And there's definitely some things that you say, oh, I wish I've done, uh, or I wish I've done more of, less of, but um, it's, 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 it's what it is, it's a journey, and then you don't, hopefully you don't repeat that same mistake uh, again. Exactly, I couldn't agree more with you, I think it's very important not to regret anything, and I ask this question as kind of a trick. Because mm-hmm. I have had my regrets before, but now when I look, I'm like, well, I did what I thought was the best at that moment. And when I, for example, lived in Netherlands, my experience wasn't the best. And I know now, I know why it wasn't the best. The problem wasn't anything around me. It was me. And now whenever I go somewhere, I improve myself so I don't experience the same thing. So I look at it more as a lesson rather than regret. Mm-hmm. 
And exactly, because whenever whenever you take a decision, you take a decision, you have to look at the decision and in a time frame where like I took this decision as, at, at 15, so I can't regret or judge this uh, decision at 22 because I'm not 22, you know? So, um, so it's, it's, if you took a decision at 15 for these specific reasons, you cannot be like, oh, like I wish I, I, I changed them, I regret it. It's just that at that time, that was the information you had and that was the, the opportunities you had and you, you did what you could do with. Very, very beautifully said. And just to come to a conclusion, what would be your advice to anyone going out from their comfort zones? Because you went out of your comfort zone more than once. And what was that one thing that really helped you out? I think open-mindedness. I think open-mindedness and flexibility. Um, I think whenever you go somewhere, you have to go with the eyes of discovery of um of wanting to know more judging and criticizing and comparing are all things that would deteriorate your experience going somewhere um of course you can have educated debates you can have educated comparisons between different political systems between food tastes between a lot of things that 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 you could you could have conversations and debates about but i think it not not in a a judgeful way and just have to 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 um accept the surroundings live in them also learning the language is a very very important thing to me Mm -hmm. you don't have to be perfect in it but learning the language just transforms one's um, experience somewhere. Because if you don't speak the language, there's a whole lot that you wouldn't be able to um, unravel, I think. This is very, very beautifully said. Thank you, Asma. Just to wrap up our episode, I want to say big thank you for participating here in this podcast. I, was, I had really great time speaking to you. Thank you for having me. This is very (laughs) lovely. I wish you all the best in the upcoming episodes. Thank you very much and see you guys in the next episode. Bye.